It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only D-O-Double-G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's CIP, man. Hi, this is Jill Scott. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, July the 7th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had a chance to enjoy our interview, uh, our uh, look, as a matter of fact, at Allen Football for the 2020 season. Teddy Keaton, the head football coach there. Joining us, we're going to take things to Fort Valley, Georgia, uh, and the SIAC in his first season as the head football coach at Fort Valley State is Maurice Flowers, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Welcome to the program, Coach Flowers. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to be here. I always look forward to hearing you and seeing you. I appreciate it. You, you and I go back, you know, qu- quite a ways. Uh, so, like, like, you get the job. And, you know, in essence, then this pandemic, you know, comes on. What what have, you know, sort of, I guess, the last uh, ever since you took the job until this point, what, what have things been like for you? Well, well, you, it's been, a, I guess you could say, not, I'm not going to say a roller coaster. It's just been, a, it's been an interesting ride. But, you know, I just think the preparation over the years of being a, a former high school head coach and then being an assistant in college, you know, you just prepare for anything. And that's the thing I – I, I think as I observe and look back over these months so since being hired and hiring a staff and getting a recruiting class and, and, and getting to know the, the returners, it's just been a great transition, really. Uh, and it's just been great preparation to be able to take whatever comes at you. So I can just look back and just say we've been prepared, and it's been good. You've had a myriad of experiences when you talk about being an assistant coach at the collegiate level, as you mentioned, a head coach at the high school level. How has, because this is your first head coaching collegiate job, so how has have the jobs in terms of being a, you know, a high school head coach prepared you now to be a collegiate head football coach? Well, I'll tell you, the, the first thing is that, uh, you know, as a high school head coach, I had the opportunity to lead a few different programs. One was Olympic high school to be able to build a program and then to take over West Charlotte high school, a traditional power and, and Charlotte and then the state of North Carolina and have great season there and a associated press player of the year and a quarterback. And then to go to Chester, South Carolina and have a quarterback that went to Clemson and an outstanding team, go to state championships, just being around success and, and knowing what success looks like. And then to get in college and just being fortunate enough to be, uh, have coaches, 
to believe in me and work under some coaches that, that I could learn from has really prepared me uh, to be able to step back into the, the seat of the head coach. Uh, as I say, I, it's just something that you prepare for. Um, and it was good that as, as an assistant uh, coordinator that I had had head coaching experience. So it is different being a head coach on the high school level than it is college, just more things to prepare for. But I just think I've had good preparation and good training from uh, outstanding head coaches and athletic directors. 20 years uh, collegiate or no, excuse me, 20 years of, of uh, coaching experience. What made this opportunity at Fayetteville State as the head football coach, the, the right opportunity? Well, I'll tell you this, my last, uh, the two years as OC at Fayetteville State really, really helped prepare me for this job. I mean, again, as long as all the other ones did also, but being able to work with Richard Hayes, who, of course, is uh, Bill Hayes' nephew, and, you know, that's a Hall of Famer right there, and Coach Hayes, Richard Hayes, just just a, a winner in every kind of way, and uh, to work with him and then have the opportunity to go to Fort Valley State, well, I tell you, uh, Georgia, when you think of Georgia high school football, or just Georgia football, period, it's one of the tops in the country. So to have the ability to go and the opportunity to go to Georgia, recruit high school athletes out of the state who on a regular basis, you know, is when you think of high school football, it's three states, Texas, Florida, Georgia. And 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 upon taking the job, I was just amazed at the depth of the talent in the state, in the area. So it's just, I I just, I'm just glad to have been able to, to be prepared for this opportunity. And also the SIAC is a heck of a football conference. You know, some of my experience uh, as an assistant was at Miles College. Uh, I was the OC there in 15 and won an SIAC championship and there again in 16. So I'm familiar with the conference, and, and, and it's tough. So we've got a work cut out for us. Maurice Flowers in his first season as the head football coach at Fort Valley State joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. This team, Coach Flowers, last year, uh, not not this team, but Fort Valley State was six and four uh, on last year. Decent season, matter of fact, uh, started the season zero and two, won six straight, lost the last two. What you know? What are some of the things that you saw maybe on tape, you know, last year that you feel like you can come and change so that Fort Valley State can be back uh, at the top? Is not that long ago, maybe three four years ago, that Fort Valley State was uh, SIAC champions. You're right. 2016, Fort Valley State won the SIAC championship. And as OC at Miles, we opened the season uh, coming off the championship in 15 and then opened up the season in 16 with Fort Valley and, and kind of had our way with them. But, boy, they improved over the course of the season. They won the SIAC championship. And this team that I'm taking over uh, finished up at 6-4, and four, uh, lost the last game of the season against our rival, uh, and w- if you win that game, you go to the SIAC championship. And so one of the first things that I saw was a returning group of starters. I mean, goodness, that, you know, returning a good amount of guys on defense, returning offensive line that has four out of five starters. We'll have one of the top receivers in the conference and Shamar Bridges on the offensive side, a six foot four, 210 pound pro prospect. And we're going to have a good running game. We're going to look to improve upon is Fort Valley through for, you know, led the conference in passing, had the conference player of the year and quarterback Slade Jarman. But, uh, 
you know, we have to run the football better. And just you look at what we did at Fayetteville State, we ran the ball pretty well. So we're going to look to really try to balance that attack out and, and go toward winning the SIAC championship. And so we have a lot of linemen coming back, but, you know, we have some good tailbacks back. But, you know, we, we added to that backfield, to that stable with uh, Emmanuel Wilson, who was the S- uh, CIAA Rookie of the Year and a top back in Division Two. So we're on the right track. Yeah, no, that because he you're right. That young man was absolutely tremendous. Uh, you know, talk about, you know, more in terms of, you know, exactly how good a back he is. I don't think a lot of people understand, you know, what he was able to accomplish at Johnson C. Smith and how much he will add to your run game. Well, I'll tell you, well, Wilson is, well, first off, as a recruiter, um, I really didn't recruit him as I was at Fayetteville State because, you know, he was a FCS back, FBS back. And then he ended up with Smith and redshirted his first year and then just burst on the scene. A lot of people say burst on the scene. That was because they hadn't seen him before. But if you were able to recruit the Charlotte area, you knew who this guy was. Uh, he's got a great combination of size and speed, of talent. And if you look at the young man, really he, he was in the top five in Division Two in rushing for the first seven games and then he sustained a, 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 a slight injury and he really didn't play much his last three games but still ended up in like number 18 in division two of 166 schools so the young man's a player and he's uh i'm excited for, for not just him but but uh, the other backs because they're going to push each other the backs that we already have at fort valley and he's going to help us because as i said fort valley led the siac in passing so we, we just look to be able to balance this thing out. You know, pick your poison if you're a defense. Try to stop Emmanuel Wilson in the run game. We should have one-on-one on the outside. Try to stop the passing game, and we should have Emmanuel Wilson and the other backs uh, uh, running free in the secondary. That's the plan. It sounds good, but we, we got a lot of work to do. But, but we one thing for sure, on both sides of the football at Fort Valley State, I can say as the head coach, I really like our talent. You know, you mentioned Slade Jarman, and he was all-world, even even ran the football a little bit for uh, the Wildcats um, last year. Who I, I, I don't know how much spring, maybe a day or two you may have had of spring practice. Who, are some of the, who, who could be the starting quarterback for Fort Valley State come opening day? Well, well, I'll tell you what, you, you mentioned it at the beginning of your, your broadcast that we go way back, and, and so for you knowing that we go way back, I, I'm a quarterback guy, and I am so excited excited uh with the opportunity to coach this group of quarterbacks because because i've moved around uh as a coordinator a lot uh i haven't really had the opportunity to really just dig in and recruit some quarterbacks because i've been on the move after season and i've recruited four quarterbacks and boy i am so pleased with them uh i had two junior college quarterbacks come in right when i was hired uh and one of them has SIAC starting experience, and Joe Cambridge started at Miles College two years ago, was 4-1 and one as a starter, and then went to JUCO, and we've got him coming in from Highland Community College. And then we have a, another outstanding quarterback in Tyrell Jackson, who's from ASA, uh, New York, junior college, spent a year there, but from South Carolina, outstanding quarterback. And then our high school guys, we recorded two high school quarterbacks, one from Miami and then Kelvin Durham from South Dade High School. And, and then this right here is, I don't want to call him a sleeper, but this young man was committed uh, to, uh, I want, it was either Kent State or Akron on the FCS level. His name is Victor Dixon, and he's six foot four, six foot five, and, and can really do it. Uh, just outstanding quarterback. So we have an outstanding recruiting class, and, and we did get some time in 
uh, January, February, and March before COVID sent everyone home. But but I was pleased with the quarterbacks that, that were on campus, and I'm definitely pleased with the freshmen we're bringing in. And we're going to have great quarterback competition uh, to really just help lead this team in this offense. Maurice Flowers, the head football coach at Fort Valley State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Uh, it, does Majest Hansberry led the team in tackles? Is he back for you? And talk about some, uh, if if so, and some of the other guys that you're expecting to step up on defense. Well, Majest Hardesty, he decided to transfer before I came in, and he's I believe he's going to Stetson. And uh, we had some good conversation in the midst of him tr- uh, transferring, and we definitely wish him well. And you know what? We also lost the Defensive Player of the Year and Demetrius Harris. Right. Uh, Demetrius had another year of eligibility, but he really wanted to test the market on the next level. And Demetrius has signed a contract with the Canadian Football League and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And an outstanding football player, but again, that just goes to speak of the talent at Fort Valley State. And uh, But but I tell you what, we, I am so pleased with what we have coming back. We have a all-conference defensive end coming back in Jasiri Patterson. We're expecting big things out of him. We got all-conference Zach Anderson in the secondary, and we got Mike Hicks, who I believe led the SIAC in interceptions. And I could just go on. There, there is, I mean, just there's a depth of talent on the defensive side of the ball that we're looking forward to to just really helping us be on the top units in the SIAC. And we were helped with the trans, some, a couple of transfers. Uh, when I was, upon me being hired, we we're fortunate enough to get a linebacker from North Alabama. Woo, and he's a and he's a doggone player um in Devaris Jones and we're expecting big things from him. Uh he's just a a next level player and uh he, he brings a lot of intensity and and just football IQ and, and athleticism to the defense and, and I, I look for them to be a they, they the defense won the spring, I will tell you that. Uh it's been a long time since I can say that the defense was ahead of the offense. Our defense in the spring was ahead of our offense. And uh, that's a good thing. And what does special teams look like for you? Oh, man. We, we return our kicker, Eli Mashburn, who did an outstanding job. But we also recruited one, another CIAA uh, connection here, Andre Labatt. He was a second team, all CIAA and an all-rookie team. And he's a grad transfer coming to us with two years of eligibility. He'll be coming in to take care of our kicking duties. And uh, we just, we're, we're, you know, you, you win it in three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. And that's something I can definitely say at Fayetteville State, which helped Fayetteville State uh, go to the championship game three straight years in a row and be Southern Division champions was the strength in the special teams. And so we're bringing the same attention to detail uh, to Fort Valley State. And we will be good on offense, defense, and the special teams. And it, your schedule is pretty pretty set. I know the COVID may alter that. More houses out, obviously. Uh, schedule yes, pr- pretty set. Yeah, the schedule is set. We got some big games on there. Uh, we're scheduled to go to Alcorn State. Uh, we're scheduled to go play Hampton for their homecoming, and a very competitive SIAC schedule. Uh, it's it's uh, very competitive. Uh, uh, we're looking to open up with Lane, and uh, as w- was a late addition to the schedule. And then going through with the SIAC, and then our last two ball games against our rivals, uh, Game Nine with Savannah State coming to pay a visit to Fort Valley, and then the the always entertaining Fountain City Classic against Albany State that's always held in Columbus, Georgia, and the championship game to follow. So uh, very 
challenging schedule. And I could say since my taking over the program, uh, there has been there hasn't been an area where I could say I was disappointed in the young men that I'm happening to lead or the coaching staff. I mean, these guys came in with a great attitude. And most of the time when a head coach takes over, there's two trains of thought. You're either going to get rid of a bunch of guys and start from scratch, or you're going to take what you got and build on it. And that's the approach that we took. And, and the guys are just, uh, they're just such hard workers. And uh, they're, they're just, when you say you won't buy in, I'd say we have 100% buy in at Fort Valley State with the returners. And it's, it's just been, you know, it's been a good process. Maurice Flowers, again, entering his first season as the head football coach at Fort Valley State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Flowers, great to catch up with you. We look forward to talking with you more in 2020. Daniel, I really appreciate it and uh, great to catch up with you and thanks for having us and, and love what you do for HBCU sports and, and, uh, and watching you, everything you've done through the years and looking forward to a great year of football at Fort Valley State University and hey, go Wildcats. So there you have it, a look at Fort Valley State with its new head football coach here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on tomorrow. We're going to take things to Albany, Georgia, and talk with Gabe Gardenia, the head football coach at Albany State here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can download and listen to the podcast on our website at BoxToRow.com, also via iHeartMedia, as well as Apple Podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow.